Swamiji, when we are trying to draw divine guidance into our lives, is one of the hallmarks of knowing if it's true guidance, is it calmness in the heart? Yes, you have to be calm. There can't be this sort of like at a football game, wishing your team wins and so on. You have to be calmly receptive. Another thing is not to have any personal desire. Let it be whatever you want. It would be good to prepare your mind for it by uh, saying, supposing he gives me this, this guidance which I don't want, am I open to it? That would help to prepare your mind to be even-minded. And when you receive guidance, if there's any fear of it, like, uh, for example, if the guidance is saying, there's going to be an earthquake, you better get out of the city, and there's fear, would you know then that the guidance is not true? I've been waiting for you to ask a question to which I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can't say. Well, Swamiji, it seems like with all the, the tribulations of the human condition, the best way to live is filled with the thought of God. Absolutely. And you know, a very interesting thing is that when the atom bombs fell on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, there were two spiritual communities. One was a Jesuit, the other was a Franciscan. At the center of each of those cities, they were untouched. And so when Yogananda said that if you believe in God and love God, more than believe, love God, he will protect you. And in hard times to come, Remember that, because it's the truth. Swamiji, it seems that developing devotion is essential. We have well, to... it is. I've said that repeatedly. And I'm trying to figure out how I can create more devotion in myself with everything that you've said. I think the greatest thing is we have energy in our hearts that goes out to making a success of our lives, meeting this person, doing this, going there, the more we can give all our desires to God. That's why at night it's a good thing to try to go through your heart and see, have I done things wrong today? Have I done anything right? Which side won? As it says in the Bhagavad Gita, my children, the Kauravas and the children of the Pandava, which side, is, which side won? That's the question to ask every night. And then to give your desires to God, to make a bonfire mentally and throw them all into the fire, to feel that everything that you are doing, you're doing for God. So that even if you are trying to make a success of your business, you don't have to say, well, I don't care if I succeed or fail, but you can say, God, I will do this for you. I am doing this for you. If you wanted to succeed, fine. You'll find that in that way, you will be much more likely to have success. You'll be much more likely to be guided to those things which will give you success rather than doing things that will lead to failure. His guidance will be there when you offer yourself up to him. Swami, is it right to say that whatever we do feel love for, we can expand on that love? Well, there's different types of love. Many people love selfishly. I love you because you love me. I love you because you can do something for me. Um, 
true love has to be completely without ego. But I mean in developing devotion. Start with the love that you have and expand it. Well, in that way, yes. See God in what in the person you're loving and whatever you're doing. Offer it to God and see God in it, yes. This is a very good thing. So that um, even if you're, if you're building a business, nothing wrong with that. That's, we're in, the, in this world, we have to do our best. We should give the fruits of our action to him, desire for the fruits of our action. We should also feel that whatever I am doing, I am doing it for you. You will find that if you do that, you will gain much more, you will be more successful. In fact, that's the principle behind tithing, giving 10% to God. In fact, um, it doesn't have to be a, to a church or an organization, but to do something for God in this world, it can be helping a poor person, it could be doing many things. But uh, if we give a portion of our work to God and say this is all for your work, it will flower. Swamiji, this year being 2012, there have been lots of predictions of disaster. We've seen some disasters happening. It's an election year in politics. So that could be a disaster. Well, which, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, it seems like a lot of the solutions that people are looking for to the problems that face society today, the world today, are big solutions. Do you see that as effective or... I think that it has to begin with the individual atom of your own ego. I think we have to inspire people more and more, and we can't inspire six billion people, but we can inspire ones and twos here and there, and they can have an impact. We have to get people to have a right attitude of sharing, not grabbing. I think that the whole trouble with the economy today, which I think is going into a serious depression, I think it begins with greed. And I don't just blame the Wall Street people who make money off of others. I don't just blame those people who ruin the lives of others by their in, uh, investments and derivatives and whatever it is. I blame everybody because they're the only the successful ones in the same kind of greed that everybody's involved in. We need not to blame anybody but to change ourselves, to learn to live for others. Most people will not do so, but if a few do, and if you can get a few in a community who make that example to the world, because one person is harder to offer as an example, a community of people can have a much greater impact. This will be more than uh, books on the subject, that example. Or political solutions. Oh, there can't be. I, I had somebody ask me that question yesterday, couldn't we make this a political thing? I said, no, no, and no. <laughs> it has to be on a smaller level. Where you get politics, you get jockeying for power, and you get ambition, and no. Does it help, though? I mean, if, if someone in politics supports your organization or supports the work that you're doing... I wouldn't object to that. Of course I wouldn't. No, I, I, I don't think that they're Satan incarnate, but uh, watch out. But don't, the, but the usually a gift comes with a tag, price tag. I would, I would watch out for that. That's why I've always been inspired by your communities that are not funded by one big donor. Yes. Well, I had to earn all that money myself. 
but still it keeps you from being beholden yeah, to someone. Yeah, very true. Swami, in, in the elections coming up, does it much matter which side wins in any given? Listen, you know, if Jesus Christ were made the president of the United States tomorrow, I don't think he could have any impact. I don't think he could make it better. I think they'd probably crucify him because he would be going against what people want, which is greed. I know I don't think that, you know, all the lobbyists in, in Washington, what can you do? We have got a system there that doesn't work, but no system is going to work anyway. But those lobbyists are all campaigning for one power group, one interest group. And it's, how can one president who's in power only four years, or if he's lucky, eight years, um, what can he do? You've got these entrenched politicians, uh, I should say bureaucrats who are paid by the government, and many of them receive much higher salaries than they would in the public sector, in the private sector. And where does the government get the money to pay them? They can't take it in taxes, so they take it by, by inflation. And those people are going to be there through several presidencies. They're the ones who are entrenched. They can just delay something until this guy gets voted out of power. So it's a hopeless system. I don't see any, any answer that way. Swami, you've sometimes spoken of the need for simplicity, and I'm wondering how, what an effective way to create that in our lives would be. Well, you don't need poverty. You need simplicity. That was something that Yogananda emphasized often. Poor people, they're only thinking of where their next meal is going to come from. You need to have a certain amount. Even that song, I got plenty of nothing, and nothing's plenty for me. The person who wrote that had plenty of money himself. <laughs> you, you, but if you can make your life more simple, don't keep thinking, I need this, I need that, I'll get it on the installment plan. Just try to simplify your life. Have Simplify your food, simplify your diet. You don't need all those Vogue magazine dresses and so on. And... Uh, you will have much more peace of mind if you live that way. Is that a... Uh, I see groups and individuals sometimes sort of take that to an extreme where it's like shutting out the world and running away from it. Is that the... What groups do you see doing that? I see groups that go hide in the hills with guns and, and sort okay, of... Okay, well, Ananda isn't like that. I don't believe in that. I think we should live simply. And I certainly would not want our people to have guns to protect us. Yes, we'll grow food, and yes, other people may steal it. Let them take it. God will protect you if you live for God. I think the most important thing is that we give our lives to God. He will take care of us. Faith in Him more than in guns. Should that be our policy yes. in, across the board? Across the board, we should share. If we want to talk about the importance of sharing, we have to do it first. And that means giving as much as we can, helping other people. And also trusting in Him to resolve issues. Well, I've seen that He always does. I know my dad said to me once, I've talked about this before, I had a blood pressure of 100, 200 over 120, and I could easily have had a stroke or a heart attack. And I asked my dad to help me go on a cruise of the Caribbean just to help me to rest. I did go, 
But his answer to me was, you've just got to stop giving all your money away. He didn't understand that by giving my money away, life takes care of me. I don't have any salary. I don't take any royalties from my books and music. As God takes care of me. I don't worry about it. And here I am, 86 and thriving, and I expect it to continue to be. When you live for God and give to others, and give to God in others, then he does take care of you. That's why Jesus said it is more blessed to give than to receive. More blessed in the sense that you feel blissful. More blessed in the sense that as you give, you become a channel for giving, and that abundance can flow through you. And don't give foolishly. I know that many people in Hollywood gave away money to worthless people and ended up poor. Then they didn't use their money wisely. But give to those who are worthy. And do give in God's name. He will take care of you.